Welcome to Keeping It Real podcast with Kim Har and Kim Spence Mullen. We're real life friends who discuss real life problems in a real life way. As you listen to this podcast, we celebrate the good, support you through the bad, and point you to a real life God who has the answers. We invite you to join us at the table where together we'll laugh, sometimes we'll cry, but most importantly, our promise is to show up and do real life together. We truly appreciate that you take the time to follow the podcast, to be a part of what we're doing here, to share it with your friends. It just takes a couple of seconds for you to click that follow and then also to forward it to where, wherever your friends are. You know, you can put it on your, um, we'd love for you to put it on your Facebook page. We'd love for you to share it on your phone. And, you know, it's get a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> I put a banner out somewhere, a billboard or t-shirts, <laughs> our merch. We can have our merch, Kim. <laughs> hey, we dream big, you know, so who knows? That's right. Who Make knows? no small plans here. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, on the Keeping It Real podcast, that's, I mean, we're serious. We have the idea that we are real we're raw and we're stored. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we mentioned, of course, that, that we hope you'll laugh with us, that sometimes there may be times that you'll cry. And, you know, I think that in those moments, you know, tears are healing, I mm-hmm. believe, um, that in the times of our pain that we can find, we still can find hope yeah. and restoration. And, you know, Kim, you and I are Christians and, and, we know the hope that there is in God. That's right. And whatever topic that we're tackling, mm-hmm. um, you know, we want you to find the hope in that. And today's topic is suddenly single or <laughs> suddenly single. Today's topic is suddenly single and divorced. That's right. Yeah. We talked about being single um, last on our last podcast, and that was really kind of addressing the idea of you've never been married mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about our experiences, which were totally opposite before we <laughs> ever got married. But you um, got married in your 20s. I was 24. And I was 33 when I got married. And and we both got divorced. That's right. From And had divorces in those marriages. And so, um, man, sometimes divorce is a very hard topic to talk about in the church world. Oh, yeah. You know, I think sometimes it's considered taboo Mm -hmm. because it is a, this is the one answer, this is the cookie cutter, and nobody likes to address the hard issue. Yeah. Which is really sad because I don't think anybody goes into marriage thinking, I'm going to get divorced. Right. We go into marriage thinking this is going to, last forever this is gonna you know we're going to go through the hard times and the good times but we're gonna go through it together yeah but life doesn't always turn out that way that's right and so if you have been divorced or if you know someone and and we know that's exactly the case you either know someone that has Mm -hmm. been divorced or you yourself have been um, because the statistics mm-hmm. will tell us. Or that, you're a child of divorce. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. And so there are a lot of different areas that we can talk about. But, 
Usually we like to do a keeping it real question, but we're not going to have one today because we're going to just share our experiences. We're going to keep it real. Yeah, we're, we're going to be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about suddenly Ooh, single and divorced. This is a hard one. Yeah. You know, I was married 23 years mm-hmm. and I had um, obviously got married thinking it was going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And in my situation, my first husband was repeatedly unfaithful to me. Mm-hmm. And we had four children and uh, being raised in the church, I was believing God and asking the Lord to heal our relationship, forgiving and forgiving and forgiving. And let me say that necessarily wasn't the right thing to do because mm-hmm. there is boundaries we need to put in place. There is forgiveness, but we also need to use wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but for 23 years, this was kind of like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It would be bad and then it would get good and then it would be bad and then it would get good. Mm-hmm. And so when I've been married 23 years, um, I had discovered an infidelity my ex-husband was having mm-hmm. and I decided I'd had enough. Mm-hmm. And so... I am the one I filed for divorce and it was the probably the hardest or one of the hardest experiences I've ever been through Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was a failure. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had failed God. Mm -hmm. I had failed my children. Mm -hmm. I felt Mm -hmm. I felt like I had failed myself. Mm -hmm. And then for the icing on the cake, I was a licensed marriage and family therapist and I felt like, okay, I here I am helping people with relationships, and I can't even save my own relationship. Mm. So my experience was, um, I remember the day I went to the courthouse, and mm-hmm. it was actually on my 47th birthday. Mm. So you talk about a birthday present. Wow. I, I woke up, went to the courthouse, and I remember that day when the judge pronounced me divorced. Mm. And one of the first things that she asked me, she said, is this a good thing? Mm. And I thought, no. Mm. How could it be a good thing? Mm. And in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. divorce is never a good thing. Right. But sometimes it's the right thing. Mm. And so that day when I left the courthouse, I felt a blanket of of shame just Mm -hmm. wrap itself around me. Mm. And I felt like I was defective, Mm. disqualified, damaged goods. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt almost like a return package you take to Kohl's or JCPenney's like Mm. damaged goods. Mm -hmm. And the label on me said buyer changed mind Mm. and so for me going through that divorce that was the grief you know just going through the grief and the the self-esteem and and just believing the lies of the enemy was really a tough time for me wow so what was the what was the key for you to begin to step through that I think the the key to stepping through that is one is I surrounded myself with godly people Um, I gave myself the space to grieve. Mm -hmm. And at the time when I was going through it, there was a um, show or or a piece being done by CNN News. Mm -hmm. And it was about an orca whale. Mm -hmm. And this orca whale had just had a baby calf. And the baby calf died at birth. But the story on CNN was that this mama whale would put this baby whale on its back. Mm -hmm. And every time it would slip off, the mama whale would swim under the water and pick it back up. Mm. And she carried that baby whale, the dead calf, mm. for I think it was like a thousand miles. 
And CNN labeled that journey Mm -hmm. as a tour of grief. Mm. And so for me, part of the healing for me was being able to recognize I was in a tour of grief. Yeah. I had been grieving my marriage while I was in it. Mm -hmm. I was grieving what it had been. Mm -hmm. I was grieving now I was single Mm -hmm. and this wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I was grieving what in my future wasn't going to be Mm. because I was, you know, you dream of, right. You dream of, of we're going to have grandkids and we're going to look back and we're going to retire together. And so there was a grieving process Mm -hmm. that allowing yourself to walk through that and Mm -hmm. experience that I went to counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that was really, it, it was a matter of time. Mm -hmm. I was, I was divorced and single for four years, Mm -hmm. um, before I ever remarried. So my experience is just about the opposite of, of that in the sense of I, and it's interesting, like hearing that because I, I, I remember at one point waking up and, and I, I won't go into detail about my ex-husband um, just because it's, you know, a personal thing for him, but I remember one point waking up in another bedroom and um, we were still married at this point. And I remember thinking life, you know, and how people say life is so short, you know, gosh, you're, you know, we're just a vapor on this earth. But mm-hmm. I, I woke up and I thought life is so long. Yeah. And I thought in this situation that I'm in, life is so long. And I, um, again, the same kind of thought of, you know, I, I wasn't just, I never had the thought going into marriage that I, and I was 17 years into our marriage that, you know, okay, someday I'm going to get divorced. <laughs> you know, that was never the yeah. plan. And, but when, when we got divorced, I jumped out and quickly got remarried. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was just like this, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't take the time to grieve. I didn't yeah. take the time to really discover the Who whole. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was the biggest mistake was that. Um, and because I, I never understood the depth of really, because we had a, we had an amicable mm-hmm. uh, relationship. And, and still do to this day, even after splitting. But I, but I, you know, I definitely did not understand the fullness of the, like the repercussion of what yeah. that was going to do. Yeah. Um, and, and I think because I was thinking because we still had a caring relationship for each other, even though we weren't going to be married, which some of you understand, some don't, but, but I, but I just kind of thought, okay, well, it's going to be okay because right. we have that. And, um, real quickly, I'm not going to go into super detail, but my, when I got remarried, um, it was a horrible relationship, abusive yeah. in many ways. And, um, and he took his life. So that, um, that marriage ended quickly, but, Um, but I, it was really after, even after he took his life, my second husband, that really I began to grieve, not only that, but really grieve 
my first marriage yeah. and walk through the things. And I, because mm-hmm. I didn't go to counseling, yeah. I didn't even, yeah. you know, I didn't have all that stuff put in place. And I started that right after the death of my second husband. And that was the best decision mm-hmm. I could have made because yeah. it really gave me, um, a chance to understand what in the world is happening. Yeah. You know, I, I began to have uh, panic attacks. I had never had that in my life. And, um, you know, things that my body was experiencing that were manifesting what was going mm. on inside. And so I, I think that it is critical yeah. to really make sure that, like you said, even about, you know, Seek counsel before you get divorced, of course. And then for sure, after Mm -hmm. for sure, if you're divorced and you've never gone to counseling, I'm not saying that, you know, because maybe it's been 10 years that you've been divorced, but. But if you haven't done the work, yeah, you haven't done the work. It doesn't matter how much time has gone by. Yeah, exactly. You know, statistics are, I think right now. Um, it says recent statistics mm-hmm. are fifty percent of first marriages end in divorce. Mm-hmm. I think second marriages sixty mm-hmm. percent end in divorce. Yeah. Third marriages it's seventy three percent end in divorce. Wow. And so there's a part of making sure you've done the work. And and for myself, I was single from the day I was legally decreed divorce Mm -hmm. until I even began to think about dating again. I took four years because I'd been married 23 and, and I still had children at home. And so that was important to me. You know, if I wouldn't have had children at home, I may Mm -hmm. not have waited quite that long, Mm -hmm. but during that time, that's when I actually discovered who I was. Mm -hmm. That's when I discovered how strong I was. That's, you know, having to do the things that Maybe I wouldn't have done before the hard things. I mean, I think I YouTubed more things about how to fix a toilet and, and yes. you know, taking oh, yeah. taking the car in and, yeah. and all these things. And even even in a way, in some ways, I felt like a single parent at times. Yeah. But in those four years is where I really found myself. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when it was the day I was actually getting remarried Mm -hmm. and my second husband bought me a Bible for Mm -hmm. our wedding Mm -hmm. and he had my new name, Mm -hmm. you know, inscribed in the front of it. Mm -hmm. And I realized my favorite Bible was the one Mm -hmm. that had my maiden name, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't from being married to my first husband. Mm -hmm. It was the four years when I discovered who I really was because that person, that four years, that person I've, I made my love mm-hmm. and I got to know her and I got to validate her mm. and she was there for me. Wow. And so that's the importance of really doing the work, whether you ever choose to remarry. Yes. Or if you choose to be single. Yes. I love that. I I have been um, single now for, well, it's five years, uh, going on mm-hmm. six years. And, and that's I totally agree with from the time I started counseling until now, I am more, I know who I am. I have done the work. I know um, very completely who, um, I mean, you know, we're always evolving and changing and growing. I mean, you're not the same person in your fifties that you were in your thirties or forties. However, I, I know though, I know really 
yeah. the the solid, I'm very solid in who I am. And you like who you've become. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a beautiful thing? It is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And we want that. We mm-hmm. so want that for you. If you have not experienced that, it's possible. Yeah. It is it it does take some work. Mm-hmm. It does. But but man, is it worth it. That's right. <laughs> you know, I think that that goes back to the last podcast episode we did where I was talking about the author Mandy Hale. Yeah. And she was talking about, you know what, being complete in yourself because you're you are single again. Yeah. And yeah. you actually face many of the same things, except in a different way. Mm-hmm. You may be, you know, couple friends that you've had before. All of a sudden, you're not included with some of those couple groups. Right. Um, you know, all of a sudden, you're going to church and you're noticing all the couples and, and yeah. you're feeling, wait a minute, I'm uncoupled. Right. And, and something, you know, I want to share just real quickly something that was a real revelation to me. Mm-hmm. And that was um, a few years into my divorce. I'd been divorced. I was invited to my best friend's daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. And I went there. And, of course, at the reception, there were tables set for eight. Mm-hmm. And so there's twos and twos and twos mm-hmm. and couples. And here I am looking for somewhere to sit. And it took a lot of guts, but I went up to this one table and I said, you know, is anybody sitting here? Mm -hmm. And they sent me away. Mm -hmm. They said, well, no, our our friends, this couple are going to sit here. And so I felt so humiliated. Mm -hmm. I went and sat at the back of the room at another table. Mm -hmm. And then they did the bouquet toss. Mm -hmm. And the MC made the announcement. He said, look around at the people next to you. Mm -hmm. And if there's not a ring on the finger mm-hmm. make sure that these women come up to to catch the bouquet mm. toss and again i felt so humiliated and so half of a person mm-hmm. and reminded of my lack of value mm. and that i needed somebody yeah. and that night i went home and i was praying and it was you know the mc had said look and see if somebody's got a ring on their finger mm-hmm. and i felt the lord saying i had a ring on my Mm. head for you Mm. and it was a ring of a crown of thorns Mm. and I chose you and I did it for you Mm. because you had value Mm. and so there was a ring for me and it was it was you know the Lord steps in yeah and and just again this is part of that grieving process and doing the work and and you know we've been talking about sharing resources Mm -hmm. I want to throw out a resource that was really also helpful for me awesome and that was you can go online and there is a group called Mm divorcecare.org and it is a divorce I'll say recovery group that's in churches. It's a biblical-based group, Mm -hmm. but sometimes part of a healing can also be in numbers where you feel like I'm not alone. Yeah. So I want to throw that out, you know, to our listeners that um, find a group that you can be a part of. Yes. And then to remind, um, you know, our married friends. Again, Mm, we kind of did this in this in the last podcast, but. You know, if you know someone who is single for whatever reason, whatever the purpose of them being, however it happened, um, especially for women, you know, take a take a a time, whether it's once a month or, you know, every couple of weeks or something, check in on them, Mm -hmm. you know, and just text them, you know, how's it going? Um, Because I can say that, and and you were probably this way too, because we have 
great parents yeah. and great family support. So y- you don't necessarily think about asking someone for help. Right. But your friends, your single friends are not likely to ask you for help or to help maybe mow the yard or, yeah. you know, they've got a plumbing issue that for whatever reason yeah. they can't get it taken care yeah. of. And um, and financially, it's a lot harder mm-hmm. when you're single. I mean, it's it just is. Yeah. It's There's so many things that um, you can do if you're married to just make it, you know, take that pressure off the yeah. burden off and it's not about yeah, yeah. trying to it's set them pity. up no it's not no, pity. it's no. not just trying to set them up because we can perpetuate the belief you need somebody right right so affirm them yes remind them yes. of how wonderful they are yeah remind them yeah. of their gifts and talents yes and that just takes a phone call or a text really can be that simple and if you are single our single ladies listening today you know you are not alone Mm. i mean the as kim said talking about what jesus did for us and remember too that you know god takes that shame Mm -hmm. he takes that off of us there may be days that you Maybe a memory pops up, you know, um, a song is played and it reminds you of your, you know, a relationship, whether it was good or bad, that for whatever reason that you're divorced and, and, but there's been some struggles that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. God, just continue to give that to the Lord and let him heal you. Well, and with shame, Mm -hmm. I like to take that word apart. Mm-hmm. And as a therapist, I was in my office one day and I was using my whiteboard with some of my clients and I was trying to explain the difference between shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. And I began to write the word shame on the board. Mm-hmm. And the first two letters of shame are SH, mm-hmm. which is shh. Ooh. Okay. What does that mean when we're telling somebody shh? We're saying keep it quiet. Don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Well, if you take the first four letters of shame, it's sham. Mm-hmm. And what is a sham? A sham is a lie. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at shame, they're the lies that the devil tells you in secret. So That's we good. want to expose those lies. Yeah. We want to confront those lies. And for every single person listening, I want you to hear that you are complete. Mm-hmm. Amen. You are complete. You have value. You have worth. Yes. Um, and you are important. Yes. All right. Well, as we close today's episode, we want to say how excited we are to have you as our friend. Mm -hmm. Welcome. We invite you to join us every two weeks as we dive into what it means to be real, raw, and restored. We promise to keep it real and come as we are so you too can come as you are.